Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. and loaded show today <laughs> here on a Monday. It's Bo Brock. It's Johnny Venerable. How about in announcement time, Bo Brock? Absolutely. Uh, we continue to roll out incredible things surrounding PHNX Sports and PHNX Cardinals. Our partnership with Greg Dorch got even better because Greg Dorch has found himself in the PHNX locker now with a brand new Greg Dorch all-purpose player t-shirt. Of course, the guy, you'll see him in the slot. You'll see him, of course, returning punts. We got some video from Dorch today catching six footballs without dropping them. While uh, catching some punts there, people usually can't even catch one of them. But uh, you got to catch yourself this T-shirt right now, phnxlocker.com. Our playmaker, Greg Dorch, making more plays for us, this time in the form of a fire shirt, Johnny. This shirt has been in the works for some time. It's gone through revisions. This is the best product right now. I'm biased in the merchandise locker just ahead of the Burgang Till I Die T-shirt. But in all seriousness, Greg Dorch, the antithesis of of what we want here at PHNX Cardinals. And now you can get some exclusive gear as he reps the birds in a different way in podcast format with Bo Brock and I every single week of the preseason. Of course, Greg made his debut on Saturday following the red and white scrimmage with myself, Bo, the GM, Saul Bookman, a banner time. And now you can rep Greg Dorch every single day. Just rewear it. It's soft material, washable. And right now, I'm going to tell you, if you become a diehard at the PHNX Merchandise Locker, Pick it up for free. It's not going to cost you a dime. Why wait? Scoop it now. The PHNX Merchandise Locker. Let's see that full screen producer, Emma, one more time. Greg Dorch, the newest member of PHNX Cardinals. The hottest new t-shirt at the Merchandise Locker. Bo, it's number 83. That's right. Our playmaker, unbelievable start to uh, the 2023 season. He was the first Cardinal to find the end zone in the red and white scrimmage. Uh, Why not? Why not rep? 83 when you're out there at State Farm Stadium, when you're out there hanging out with us at the BetMGM Sportsbook each and every week of the season, rep PHNX Cardinals, number one player, Greg Dorch. So pumped about this. Uh, you know, we're excited about the partnership, but now that you get to couple it with this T-shirt, uh, yeah, it is old school. And it does kind of, it's reminiscent of, of the tees we wore growing up. And to, for it to have Greg Dorch and kind of his signature move after a big first down catch they had last season. He's doing it there with the signature. Uh, man, this is going to be one that's going to, you're going to think back to the beginning of the Jonathan Gannon era, and this is going to be synonymous with it. Uh, Michael Wilson over under 38 and a half yards versus Denver. Pick and spreads. We're going to talk about Michael Wilson in a bit, but between Wilson and Greg Dorch, I mean, the co touchdown makers, the co touchdown machines during the course of training camp and preseason. If I could make a wager at BetMGM, I haven't made uh, a player prop wager yet because I'm not sure if those are available on BetMGM. I would do Greg Dorch anytime touchdown this Friday night <laughs> against the Denver Broncos at State Farm. Sam, it seems like house money. Every time I see a clip from practice, whether it's from Bo Brock or PHNX Cardinals or whomever, it's number 83 finding the end zone for six, Bo. 
that's because he has this unbelievable ability to get separation. I mean, yeah. the advanced analytics, we uh, we said it so many times last year, Johnny. You saw it all over social media where Greg Dorch, when he was getting that playing time that he deserved so much more of under Cliff Kingsbury. And we'll talk about the previous coaching staff with comments from Isaiah Simmons coming up later. But, you know, when he got out there, he got open better than anybody in the NFL. That includes the top-tier receivers. That includes Cheetahs, Tyreek Hill. That includes Jetta. Justin Jefferson, that includes, you know, Cooper Cup, even though he didn't play a full season last year, it was Greg Dortch that was getting open better than any receiver in the league. And that's why when he's out there on the playing field, quarterbacks are getting him the ball because they see 83 and then they see wide open space and uh, his ability to get yak as well. It's huge. I, I see in the, uh, in the comments, absolutely. Uh, Santana Jimenez, we will ship you to Virginia beach. You know, we got to take care of our friends in the big VA. Of course, I'm a native of that state originally. We like to take care of our friends in, in, the, in the Virginia's is for lovers state. Jesse in the chat, greatest separation metrics in the league. Yes, and we talked to Greg on air about his metrics. And you could tell it fired him up, but at the same time, it's like, I think we're going to have a different metric this year for Greg Dorch, and it's going to be statistic-related, meaning big-time numbers in yards, in yak, in touchdowns. We're not going to have to deep dive, not that we don't mind doing this, for advanced metrics to support Greg Dorch, because I think this coaching staff is smart enough to recognize, hey, if number 83 is on the field for the Arizona Cardinals, it leads to winning football. It leads to touchdowns, big plays, explosive playmaker, Greg Dorch, number 83. Again, one last time, pick it up, the PHNX Merchandise Locker, link in the chat, link in the show notes, wherever you get your PHNX gear, of course, the locker, gophnx.com, the hottest, hottest T-shirt in all the Valley something that you know I'll be sporting almost every single football <laughs> at BetMGM Sportsbook. When it's laundry day is not falling on a Sunday, I'm going to rep number 83, and, and who knows? would love to get him on a, on a post-game show at some point, too. Absolutely, but, yeah. yeah. And the gray is a different look. You know, we've got the white uh, bird gang tell I die shirt that you're wearing right there. Of course, we've got, uh, you know, the celebration T-shirt. A lot of our shirts are, are black T-shirts, we got the white, we've got the reds, we've got the kind of old school maroon, and now we've got gray to kind of really diversify your closet. What's up, producer Emma? It's actually a different material as well. So it's okay. a brand new shirt that we're um, releasing, which is money. This shirt, okay. so it's more of like an old-fashioned um, retro t-shirt style mm -hmm. rather than the others that we have in the locker. Uh, more heavyweight, a little more comfortable as well. Personally, this is my favorite shirt. <laughs> Dylan Richards right. in the chat. Dorch is going to be a name the whole NFL knows this year. Absolutely. And because I don't think there's anything that's going to hold Greg Dorch back this year. I, what, what Greg Dorch needed to have happen last year was out of his control. He controlled the controllables. He made an imprint despite the prior regime this year. I mean, he's out there. He's active every day, right? He's not hurt, yet he's, he's leading the charge. I think right now he's pushing Rondell Moore for that prim primary slot receiver. I tweeted out, Bob Brock. I think the best three receiver set on this team includes Greg Dorch, Michael Wilson, and Hollywood Brown, and maybe a little bit of K1 action. Sign me up for that. Sign me up for this T-shirt. You need it now. Absolutely. Dorch making plays for the Cardinals offense, continues to do so, making plays for the Cardinals defense. You said yourself the uh, the number one Isaiah Simmons slanderer in all the land couldn't even help himself from complimenting the Cardinals' versatile defensive player, eighth overall selection from 2020 johnny uh before we get into his comments let's let's kind of go back and, and have you reiterate what you thought about simmons uh on saturday in the red and white well i've been at a handful of practices and then it culminated at, at red and white he's the starting free safety he's the true center fielder and he effing loves it and you're going to hear why he loves it here in a second but i love it for isaiah because at the end of the day you know you've heard rumblings does isaiah simmons like football or does he love football right was he a linebacker at Clemson? Will that translate to the NFL? And most importantly, was he put in a position of success by the prior regime? And I will always argue, Bo, he was not. His development was done a disservice by Vance Joseph, Cliff Kingsbury, and Steve Keim. So this is his true clean slate. Now, the Cardinals opted not to pick up Simmons' fifth-year option. What's he done? He could pout, right? He could ask for a trade. I know definitively, like, teams have sniffed around Isaiah Simmons. Cardinals said no. They want him on the field for them this year. Is it beyond this year? I don't know. But at least for 2023, this is the most comfortable Isaiah Simmons has looked 
bar none since his last year in the ACC. I'll double and triple down on that. He looked really good on Sunday scrimmage, Saturday scrimmage. Omas had a red zone interception, broke up a pass, lit up Rondell Moore at the goal line. I think he is going to be. I think he took mercy on Rondell Moore. He did. He definitely would have dislodged <laughs> the ball had that been during the game. Uh, Isaiah Simmons is going to play as free and easy as he's ever played. We said that on the post game show. He he reiterated that today. He's not calling the defense. He doesn't need to. He is the last line of the defense, and he is going to eat at free safety. Now I don't know what that means. Let's put his. Let's put twenty twenty four aside. Isaiah Simmons, I'm ready to say this now on the limited snaps that I've seen, is going to be a plus player for the Arizona Cardinals this season. Book it. Wow. I mean, really? Yeah. I think, I think <laughs> again, how much does the team value free safety? Yeah. Will they give them eight figures over five years in the offseason? I don't know. But I, I think I'm, I'm should... not like I'm not kind of speechless because of you know what you're saying. I I I agree. I think that Isaiah Simmons is absolutely uh, poised for a breakout season under a new coaching staff, but I'm I'm shocked of the source of this. Well, what's being said? I absolutely. It, am. I needed two things to happen. I needed Isaiah to look good at the position, and I needed Isaiah to reaffirm his confidence in this coaching staff led by Jonathan Gannon, a defensive back savant. Both of those two things have happened in the last 72 hours. And again, is he going to be all pro? I don't know. That's a long way to go for a guy who's coming back to a position for the first time in a long time. But, I mean, you watch him, and it's just like the pieces are there. Gannon, the way he's going to de deploy him, Nick um, Nick Rallis, it's, it's an exciting time. I'm cautiously optimistic for Isaiah Simmons in 2023. Look at Ian. Ian's just proud of you. He's just, this is a big moment for, Listen, for Johnny. Rec Recognizes game. <laughs> we can put our differences aside. Him, you know, ghosting our show twice. And I can say, hey, you look good on Saturday. He didn't look good in the slot last year. He didn't look good playing inside linebacker, getting driven down the field five to seven yards. He looks good playing free. So you bring it up, uh, you know, obviously spilled milk from the previous coaching staff. We We heard from. Our guy Isaiah Simmons today. If, is it official? He's is he our guy now? After if you've kind of pivoted? No, I, I'm not going to say that. No, I'm okay. not going to say that. But I do think he is a guy that we're excited about. Yeah, and, and you should be. But it was it was interesting to hear Isaiah Simmons who took the podium today. You said he's kind of free and loose. He was also free and loose at the podium today post practice, and he had this to say that I found very interesting. Uh, and you can see it at PHNX underscore Cardinals on, on Twitter if you need to re-listen to it. But here's what he said about his usage last season and how it's different this year. Um, I think I think a lot of that, a lot of goes into play with that. You know, a lot of that had to do with you know what we were doing on the field, and you know there was times where I was playing a position maybe because you know we were down in injuries. Um, or, you know, I don't really want to say. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just certain circumstances that kind of played into me playing in some positions last year, um, opposed to maybe doing what was best for me. Uh, so now I think what's doing what's best for me is actually what's best for the team. So I think now that's probably why it looks like I just feel like a little more free. Like, more like myself in my game. Huh? A ton to unpack there. Uh, I mean, an, a tremendous amount to unpack. There, he he stopped himself, and you'll see him in the video. He stops and he looks over uh, off camera, and that's where you know a Cardinals uh, media uh, staff member is, and he, he yeah. and he kind of slowed himself down from saying, and then he kind of gathered himself and said, circumstances. Um, you know, obviously that would be on his control, and, and obviously what. The previous coaching staff, defensive staff, wanted to do with them, and that maybe out of necessity, he had to play different positions, and they were just they were doing things that was going to be best for what they felt was best for the team, but not necessarily best for Isaiah. Where Jonathan Gannon, Nick Rollis are taking this, you know, uber versatile, extremely talented former first round pick, a guy that was highly successful and played at an absolute high level at Clemson, and they're doing what's best for him and is going to translate to what's best for the Arizona Cardinals defense. 100%. And listen, Isaiah Simmons wants to be great. Isaiah Simmons is canned in that, you know, I've, I've heard the criticism. I struggled last year. 
But again, I don't know if I can say this or not. That's that's like asking, you know, James Conner to play guard, right? That's like the equivalent of watching Isaiah Simmons play slot corner last year. And we all questioned the decision at the time. And it's like, well, what are you doing? There are people out there in the draft space that have been adamant say, since day one that Isaiah Simmons should be playing safety. And the Cardinals, for whatever reason, said, no, 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 he can play linebacker in the NFL, right? We've we've seen buckets of war winners transfer to safety and it be a success. Steve Keim opted not to go that route. He was searching for his white whale at the off-ball inside linebacker position. And, I mean, you can tell the frustration. It has probably cost Isaiah Simmons millions of dollars in, in future guarantees. I mean, that fifth-year option of lo- alone, Bo Brock, would have paid him eight figures. Now, maybe he can recoup that with a big year, and I'm sure that's what Gannon and Austin Ford have said to, to Simmons. Whether it's here or elsewhere, you, you fall in line with us. We'll put you in the best position to have a huge year for us individually, statistics-wise. We'll set you up with a nice payday next, next spring. But, I mean, without that security, I mean, we talk about Buda Baker being frustrated with his guaranteed money. Isaiah Simmons goes down. He doesn't have any, any guaranteed money coming his way after this year. And so I'm sure he's frustrated. It's just like I, my development was screwed with. I wasn't allowed to play through my rookie mistakes. We all saw that under Vance Joseph. I mean, his playing time was egregious in year one. As much as I you know, didn't love the pick at the time, uh, you'll never hear me say Isaiah Simmons was handled well by Vance jo- Joseph early and often. It, w- it was a gross display of favoriting veterans and not letting young players grow into the role, which is what Gannon and Austin Ford are doing now. So they're making up with for lost time for Simmons. And I'm sure Simmons appreciates that because he's going to have Sundays where maybe he doesn't look particularly great. You know what they're not going to do? Yank him out of the lineup. They're like, no, no, no. You have the best skill set to play here, and you're our high-level free safety enforcer. Live or die, we're going we're gonna to go with you. And that's re- reassuring for, for Simmons, I bet. Vance Joseph was very aware of what you know the situation was last year with this, with this coaching staff and that they were going to be in a position, obviously saw how the roster was put together, that it was it was going to be a tough year and that they had to do whatever they thought was necessary in order to produce results without thinking about hey we need to develop these players or yeah. what's in the best interest of the the maturation of of the younger players and the guys that we want to draft and develop it was it was all about hey how can we hang on to our jobs when we've been put in this situation where it's really the the chances of success were, were minimal, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it, you heard Isaiah say that, like they were put, they were just going to put him at linebacker because they needed to, and that's probably there was pressure from up above from the guy that drafted these guys and what he envisioned was their best role. Uh, it, what, what did we hear from you know Steve Kaim about Zaven Collins in May? He named him, he tabbed him the team's starting Mike linebacker before we even saw him really take the playing field or the practice field. For that that matter. And so, you know, I'm sure there was, you know, riding that trying to, to make their bosses happy while trying to keep their job and, and produce results. And it's just like, it just, it's been brutal. And you can tell that Isaiah Simmons feels like there's a weight that's been lifted off his shoulders and, and he's being put in like the, the, you know, I think he's taking on obviously what his head coach, what is his defensive coordinator, how they feel. Where Jonathan Gannon's like, he always loves to say, "Be where your feet are," right? Yeah. And, and be in the moments. Like you can sit there and you can dwell on your fifth year option being declined, and you can you 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 have every right to blame your previous coaching staff and not being in a position for success. Uh, but here we are now. You're in this situation. We're in this situation together. Like, in order for you to continue your NFL career, you've got to figure out where you belong, where you fit in, where you can thrive. And we know that it's not inside linebacker, but we also know we've got all this tape that shows that you can play at the back end of the defense and you can do all these things. Let's let's tap into where we think you can be successful. Now, I thought it was very interesting that JG and Nick Rallis they asked Isaiah straight up, like, where do you want to play? And they had a conversation and they had an idea at the beginning. And then when his feet hit the grass, they, like throughout training camp, he's learned this kind of deep safety position that we've started to see him kind of evolve and develop at. Ryan in the chat. Thanks for your work, boys and producer Emma that you put in for his first live show in a while. Always enjoy it. Well, we enjoy having you here, Ryan. Thank you so much for the kind words, Jose. In the chat, Simmons isn't the type of guy to complain. He's just out there doing his best for the job given. Simmons uh, gives all, no matter the situation. You know, I've never argued that he doesn't play hard. I've never argued that he doesn't play through injury. He's not available. I just, you know, I didn't love the fit. And then when you can't see it happen, 
when you don't have a tangible entity to say he played at a high level as a rookie or he played at a high level at Clemson and it's transferred over to the NFL. I think at the end of the day, it's just like Isaiah Simmons, similar to Kyler Murray, wants to be coached hard, but wants to be coached by people he respects. Like we remember at the end of the year when Zayvon Collins and Buda Baker went to uh, Michael Bidwell. You remember this? And they said, we want Vance Joseph to be our head coach. And we joked at the time. It's like, well, no way in hell Isaiah Simmons said that, right? Because Isaiah Simmons, what Buda Baker and Zayvon Collins are different than Isaiah Simmons, but that doesn't make Isaiah Simmons a bad guy or a bad football player. Some guys just need different things from their coaches. But man, can you imagine? And again, I've always defended Simmons on this. Your, your development being so mismanaged. You're, you've played maybe three positions in three years, none of which are your true natural position, in your opinion. He probably came into the Cardinals during like that combine period and the in the interviews and the workouts, and they're like, we want to play at linebacker. And he probably was like, well, okay, I, I can do that, but I, you know, I really feel comfortable at safety. And they probably never had that conversation again. They, uh, because, uh, or if they did, they didn't listen to him. I can't imagine what went through Vance Joseph's head last year when over the course of the offseason, you could sign a nickel corner. You could play Jalen Thompson in the nickel, which he's above average at. And they said, Isaiah, you're going to play nickel corner. We're going to play you have you play press man nickel corner at what, 6'3, six, 6'4, six, and you're going to get exposed. And to his credit, he got better at it because that's the kind of athlete he is over the course of the year. But it's like, he's like, I'm starting at square one again. You got me playing inside backer. And now I'm, I'm, a, I'm a backup inside linebacker slash part timer nickel corner. Uh, this is, I know it may not end up getting his long-term deal here. This has got to be such a, a breath of fresh air for Isaiah Simmons. And I, I'm rooting for him, actively rooting for him because those comments today, he's not taking shots at people. I think he's just being honest. Yeah. Let's, let's get into more of the comments from Isaiah Simmons uh, post-practice today, just kind of getting into his position and, and how they've utilized him. Oh, I mean, I mean, I'm very, very happy to go. I mean, if they came in here and was like, you're going to be a Mike linebacker, then, you know, I would have did to my best ability. Um, but, I mean, I think that they understood that that maybe wasn't maybe my, like, design position I should have been at. And um, I'm actually happy that they allowed me to just come in and lock in on one position first. And I mentioned that, I mentioned that to them. I said, before we get going on anything else, you know, I would like to master one thing first in this defense. And um, thankfully, they allowed me to do that. And um, it's just naturally carried on to me learning, you know, the free safety, the strong safety, the nickel. And obviously, you know, you're learning what the corners do. So. So there you have it. And then like, as I kind of mentioned, and he'll go into this in this next clip, as far as him consuming the playbook and how this, this new role kind of took, took on even a, a different look than anybody expected. Um, I, just, I feel like I learned playbooks really easy. So um, I felt like I learned this playbook fairly quick. I started off learning a completely different position than I'm playing right now. Um, and really, I learned this position just now in training camp. So, um, you know, I feel like it, this one's like fairly, it's, it's a little more simple, but I mean, it's complex, but, you know, it's a little more, a little less to learn than our last playbook we had. So um, I think that's just like allowing me to really hone in on details a lot faster, opposed to, you know, learning such a big bulk. And I just think that our staff does a really good job with, you know, the way we install things and like we're not gonna install 20 calls and then go run it that same day you know they we install things day before they give us time to you know go and study things as well as come to the meeting the next morning as well as you know walkthroughs before practice so um i just think our the coach's plan on how they teach it to us is is uh, also very key in helping me learn it as well as the other guys yes. They've also been like real open to like ideas of what will help us and what won't. So, where do you think? So, they're Sounds working like a really healthy environment. Yeah. Yeah. It's like not real coaching is happening. It's not say, it's like when I say jump, you say how high. It's, it's let's work, let's work together. Uh, this safety room has such a, an opportunity to be so good. Now, I, I know it's a lot's going to depend on what happens up front. You know, I mean, these those three three players between Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, and Isaiah Simmons. I mean, these are guys that could all three 
go over a hundred tackles potentially. They they could they could potentially get the Cardinals out of some jams if you know teams are are cutting up uh, the Cardinals defense up front and gashing them in the in the run game. Like these are three guys that have the ability to take the ball away, and and that's something that JG once again said again about Isaiah Simmons and his progression. And that's something that Nick Rollis said last week. And that's something that Isaiah Simmons said that he's excited about doing. And he also said, maintained like he's still going to hit the shit out of people. He's, there's going to be plenty of opportunities for that. Don't think because he's playing so far off the line of scrimmage that he's not going to light some, some opposing offensive players up. So this is so far, this, this Isaiah Simmons uh, stuff is, is really got to have Arizona Cardinals fans excited for the first time in a long time about their, Eighth overall pick from 2020. Yeah, fuck around time is is over with this team. Ian <laughs> Keller in the chat. VJ completely hindered Isaiah's development, constantly taking him out of the game. Totally agree. Benching him for less talented vets. Now there's nothing in his way of becoming great. It's all up to Isaiah at this point. We've made the argument. I mean, is there no better DB coach, I think, in the NFL than Jonathan Gannon? And I, I think Jonathan sees it as, I got this piece of clay and I can mold it to whatever you want. We've mentioned Gardner Johnson or CJ Gardner Johnson out of Philadelphia having a, yeah. a career year. I mean, I'm being straight with you. CJ is not a tenth of the athlete Isaiah Simmons is, but he bought into JG and they elevated him. Go look up the starting safeties for the for the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. Tell me if any of them are, are household names. The corners were good, right? They, yeah. they traded for a couple of veterans, Darius um, Slay, but th they're safeties. I mean, that that was whatever they needed to do necessary. They vetted everything and they, and they got some people that fit what JG wanted to do. So I'm, I'm fired up for it. I'm fired up for this. This is a very generous from the friend of the program, 1999 topic 64 super chat, man. I got to meet JV and Bo Brock, bro. These two dudes were freaking awesome. You're awesome. Topic 64. This is the dopest podcast ever. Wifey just said she wants a bird gang shirt. Hell yeah. Hook it up. You can hook it up right now at the merchandise locker. Double dip, grab a Dort shirt, whatever you want to do. Um, and I think after you get past like 50 bones, you get free shipping. I that's think right. that's right. Um, so a couple shirts will get you there. Uh, perfect time to load up. But Topic 64, thank you very much for your generous super chat. We appreciate you. Absolutely. It's been so fun. I, like That's been the best part of training camp is getting out there and talking to so many of the listeners, the viewers out there. Uh, this the show doesn't happen without you. I mean, this is the you guys are the driving force behind all of this. Johnny and I are just fortunate enough, grateful to be able to talk Cardinals football each and every day with you. This is a community, and it's uh, it's driven by people like Topic Sixty Four. Uh, I talked to Michael out there today. Michael is a uh, up and coming graphic designer that's got some dope graphics already out there about the Cardinals. Uh, making putting together work just as cool as uh, the Greg Dork T-shirt that we have in the lower left corner of our of our show. But topic sixty four, it was absolutely uh, awesome to to chat with you at the red and white scrimmage, uh, and obviously uh, best of luck to this this upcoming season. Watching the Redbirds out there, and uh, big thank you for your nineteen ninety nine super chat. Right, I didn't I didn't discount that. It was nineteen ninety nine. It was $19.99. That's almost the pride of a uh, price of a t-shirt. Uh, the merchandise <laughs> locker. So we appreciate that. We appreciate all of you. We we're gonna lead the show with this. We're gonna talk about PUP and who's off and, and who's on it still. But first, uh, didn't know if you know this or not. You can bet on preseason football, your boy bet on preseason football. I may or may not have been at Bet MGM last Friday, and I may or may not have earned, earned a hundred dollar free bet. What did I do? Company man, belief in my redbirds. I put all a hundred dollars plus 145 on the Arizona Cardinals to beat Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos. I don't care if washed-ass Russell Wilson is playing Friday night. Cards are beating the Broncos Friday night. Bo will be there pre-post-game show, whatever you want to do. Do it with PHNX Cardinals. Do it with BetMGM. And uh, I'm looking to cash that ticket. In the meantime, sign up for BetMGM. Use that bonus code PHNX. Now, there's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our folks here, our friends, in Arizona, place your first bet offer, receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. Check out the show notes for full details, and now listen to our guy, Shane Diefenbach, 
Talk about it in the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. If you follow at Four Peaks Brew on Instagram, you knew that the pumpkin porter was tapped and it's being rolled out into the valley as we speak. It's already at the H Street location in Tempe. Get yourself down there. Get yourself some of that delicious pumpkin porter. Also, get yourself some of the number one wheat beer in Arizona. Actually, not some of it. The number one wheat beer in Arizona. It's the Wow Wheat. It's a, it's a special beer. It absolutely is. So is Kilt Lifter. Uh, flagship beer and they've got all the ipas got the bourbon barrel aged selection as well you can only taste it at the h street location and you can only keep up to date on your arizona's number one uh little micro brewery that's by following at four peaks at four peaks brew on instagram and at four peaks pub on twitter gotta be 21 years or older of course to drink the beer and we ask that you do it responsibly can't wait to Tip back some Four Peaks beer at the BetMGM Sportsbook this fall with every single one of you. It's going to be elite. So I, it was like Christmas come early. I, I came home Saturday night. I went to my garage fridge. Everybody, if you have a garage fridge, it's, it's the fridge for the brew, right? And right. I tucked away a, a couple imports. I tucked away just a couple standards. You know what I found? I found one singular pumpkin porter. And it was a glorious, a glorious event with my uh, Four Peaks pumpkin porter. I can't wait to have about infinite pumpkin porters this fall with my friends at Four Peaks and, and all of you. It will be my drink of choice every Sunday at BetMGM because uh, the first one, always the smoothest, pumpkin everything, yes, please. Uh, it's responsible. I'm responsible. Are the Cardinals responsible, Bullbrock, as it relates to their injury-prone, not injury-prone, injury injured players on PUP, not injury-prone, uh, physically unable to perform designated four players by JG and Monty Austin Ford. Now it's down to three because they've activated second-round pick out of LSU. B.J. Ojolari is back, Bo, and he was practicing today. What more can you tell us? Yeah, I can tell you that it wasn't just B.J. Ojolari that was back on the practice field. I mean, he was officially activated from the pup, and he's able to practice now, and they were. it was a low-tempo day, so it was a good day for him to get back in the fold, and he doesn't look like he missed any time. I mean, he good. looks like one of the strongest as far as just pure strength pass rushers that the Arizona Cardinals have on their roster uh, just in, in some te- you know position drills he was out there with some other pass rushers and they're doing some one-on-one stuff and you have uh, some some linebackers mimicking what offensive linemen would do and BJ Ujolari just putting one hand up into the chest of a of a, another fellow linebacker was pushing them around you saw the sleds like BJ Ujolari like his side of the sled was significantly off uh off kilter a little bit like if it was like way push further than you know whoever he was doing drills with so bj ujolari already looking strong john jonathan gannon he wouldn't give us any insight on whether or not he's going to play friday night in the preseason game they uh you know coming back from whatever procedure he said had he's saying this is a just like kyler's injury it's not linear right so you can have good days you can have bad days so they're just going to take it day by day so we'll see how how much he gets in integrated into you know the practices. How much you know, is, Johnny? You're going to be out there with me tomorrow. I anticipate it to be a high tempo, physical padded practice mm-hmm. uh, to see how much they're going to put him out there. But he was out there in the low tempo stuff. So was Majay Sanders. Majay Sanders has a wrap on his hand. It's no longer the big cast. Majay Sanders, number forty one, back out there. So big boost to the pass rush. And then you uh, and, and then on the offensive side of the ball, guy Johnny that you kind of concerned about because the addition of Marlon Mack, Mack gets signed, makes some plays in the red-white scrimmage, and who do we see back on the practice field today uh, in a low-tempo day, albeit Keontae Ingram back out there? Uh, Let's just talk about the pass rush real quick if we could. So I think one of the biggest takeaways from people that were at the red-and-white scrimmage or saw clips, highlights, right, highlights from PHNX Cardinals on Twitter, that the pass rush, the D-line did not look good. And I, I don't know if I would go that far. They're not tackling to the ground. You know, they they called a couple holding penalties, but I, I think let's not discredit the pass rush yet because I think the Cardinals offensive line, their tackles in particular, are going to be borderline elite this year. I think they're incredibly physical. 
And I think the defensive ends, not the tackles, defensive ends have immense promise, but it's going to take a hot minute. With that being said, Ojolari is going to play a lot for this team. He just needs time. He needs probably about four to six weeks to get back up and running. So I don't know if I expect him to have a huge role week one, week two, but I would say like by the time we hit October, it's going to be BJ time. And then additionally, I would also say Majay Sanders is somebody that a lot of people thought was the best pass rusher on the team last year. Certainly one of the fastest players on the edge. Like Bo, you and I saw him in the locker room. Like he's six foot five. I'm not sure if he has an ounce of fat on him. He's one yeah. of the players on the team. He he is built like a genetic freak. So between those two and Zaven and Cameron Thomas, it's a good group. So I would say let that group breathe a little bit. Is it going to be a finished product against the Commanders? I wish I could say yes. I just don't think so. But again six, eight weeks down the line into the season, I think those guys will really start to settle into their roles. This is a group that, to me, is the most slept on on the team, but it needs time to gel. But then, yeah, on the flip side, Keontae Ingram, that's not surprising because, again, you're a six-rounder that you were drafted by the prior regime, and while you've looked good in camp, we all speculated, when are they going to add a back? You know, Marlon Mack over Kareem Hunt, I didn't love that. Then I saw Marlon Mack on Saturday. He looks really good. Like, he's poised right now to be RB2. I like Keontae Ingram, does not have that same explosiveness, certainly doesn't have that experience. So I want both players on this team. I think that threesome of, of Connor, Ingram, and Marlon Mack, and then a, a little bit of uh, your boy from Philadelphia, Corey Clement. Corey Clement, yeah. You could do worse than that. So again, you need depth on this team. I, I expect all three backs to, to make it come September. Yeah, it seems like they'll probably go four, right? Probably just yeah. four deep, and it seems like that's the, the quartet. Right. I, I just, as much as like you, you want to see more from Amari Dermacato and, and you very well could, I mean, he could, he could change that narrative in the preseason. I think he's certainly going to get the reps because uh, running backs, there's always kind of some playing time for them, especially later in the preseason. Uh, a Dermacato, um, you know, Tyson Williams, I, I, I think I've got him maybe slotted, uh, maybe just on the outside looking in, but. You know, the, the Cardinals, they carried five backs. Remember that? It was kind of ridiculous at the end of <laughs> the preseason last year. It was like, what do we do with Jonathan Ward? It's like Jonathan Ward is a special teamer. What Have you heard from him since they released him, uh, you know, a couple of weeks into the season last year after he dealt with some injuries? Like, they carried five backs. Let's to carry five backs and make Trey In a single-back system. Unbelievable. Like, one of the many head-scratching moves by this by this regime. But back, back to your pass rush, you know, I... I I, I love the diversity of the pass rush. I really yeah. do. Like you, you've got the bruisers, right? And I think, you know, probably your Isaiah Simmons, I mean, sorry, Zayvon Collins and Cameron Thomas are kind of your bruisers and BJ Ojolari is like your most uh, versatile pass rusher. And then you've got the speed rusher in, in Majay Sanders. And, and I guarantee you, Nick Rallis and, and Jonathan Gannon have a great idea of how they want to deploy all four of those guys. You know, it was interesting. I, I can't remember whose Twitter I saw it on, but I'll get, I I'll give credit if I find it later, but Austin Ford and Gannon during practice, Sam Bo, I'm sure you can attest this. We're watching the defensive line closely, the D tackles. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if it's like, Hmm, let's wake up to the idea that this group might need some help. I mean, that's, I mean, unequivocally the, the, the weakest position group on the team I, I thought they looked okay Saturday, nothing you know too crazy. I thought James Conner ran through some arm tackles pretty effectively. So yeah. that's the one area where it's like, okay, we've checked off running back. You've added Marlon Mack. Can you go out and get somebody? Because again, like outside of uh, the, the starters and maybe they go one to two deep after that with Lecky Fotu, Rashad Lawrence, I think that's a, that's a group to watch. You know, Jonathan Ledbetter, be damned. I, I'm, I'm concerned about that group. It's the one position group on the team where like, even if everything goes right, how high is their ceiling? I just don't know. Yeah, and, and that's the one thing. I'm, I'm not going to knock the coaching staff, but like when we talked to Nick Rallis last week, does he get lost in the hyperboles, especially when it came to that group? We got that clip up on, on the Twitter account at PHNX yeah. underscore Cardinals, and it's, you know, he likes the from top to bottom, he likes that group. He likes, you know, the competition going on there. But, I mean, can you tell me, Anybody that that's you know rising to the occasion that that's grasping hold of that that job where it seems like hey I can tell you you know the six to seven guys that are in the in the mix for the offensive line I can tell you know for five spots right uh, I can tell you what the cornerback group looks like I can tell you what the wide receiver room looks like but it's like the defensive line it's just like it's 
they're just trying to figure out who can compete at that spot. And, and nobody has just locked that down. We've seen yeah. Ledbetter. We've seen Lawrence. We've seen Fotu. We've seen Strong. We've seen, you know, Carlos Watkins. I mean, and it's just been, okay, you know, and, and you're right. I was, I was standing right there. I don't know who it, it had to have been like Tyler Drake or, somebody else that was standing us because there was Gannon there. There was Monty Austin for it and they were hitting sleds and I, you know, it had to have been going through their mind. Like, okay, what are we going to do with this group? Are we going to have an opportunity to upgrade it? Even in the, the slightest amount? Uh, I, I got to imagine that's, that's a concern of theirs because that's, that was such a strength of the Philly team that they came from. Ryan in the tra- chat. That's why you draft SEC ass kickers. Johnny probably, <laughs> Yes, Ryan, I'll double down on that. Somebody said this to me recently. It's really smart. The Cardinals next offseason need to go get the equivalent of Paris Johnson Jr. on the defensive line. That's a problem for tomorrow, but it's like, if that's not priority one, two, and three of their scouts this fall, I don't I don't know what is. Because, again, I love Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr., and he's the exception, but, I mean, it's just, it's just not good enough. And those kind of blue-chip players, those five and three techniques don't hit the open market. So it's like... You can try to get lucky, but like to your point, but like who's cutting a starting defensive tackle that's right. worthy of a, of a roster spot at this point? It's probably not going to happen. You, you really have to lean on Monty Austin for its uh, forte, right? What, what we hear about him when he got hired is he was just kind of a waiver wire warrior. He was able to find guys that fit, you know, his coaching staff that he's working for the front office. And now he's the GM of. He did this in Tennessee. He was able to find guys to fit Mike Rabel's you know, offensive or defensive staff and their schemes so well. And they were able to like last season until they fell apart at the end of the year with, with all the injuries and that stacked up, they fell, you know, apart last seven games of the season, but they rose out of nowhere to winning the regular season in the AFC. They had the playoff by the previous season and they had one of the most injured rosters in the league. And that's a testament to, you know, uh, I think it was Robinson who Monty Osfort was working under is who, who the GM in, in Nashville there. So uh, can he kind of find a diamond in the rough? Is there a name that, you know, he's monitoring? Is there a couple of names that he's monitoring that people, you know, a, a team's going to view as, as garbage and Monty Osfort's like, okay, there's our gold for our defensive line. And, you know, is it likely? Probably not because it's such a premium. Uh, but man, I mean, it would be, it would be a big boost to what they want to try to do defensively if they can get anybody to, to play that position. I love this uh, this comment from 91 Claycomb. I'm excited to see Vance Joseph on Friday. <laughs> and uh, let's give him a warm welcome, LOL. I Look, I am I'm I would love to just know what Vance Joseph, when he sees how, and depending on who plays, obviously, barring who plays, but how Nick Rollis and JG deploy Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons and Vance Joseph go, Oh, what, what is, like what's Zaven doing at pass oh, rushing? I would what's, do that differently. <laughs> Zaven's doing a deep safety. I would do that differently, guys. <laughs> I think I would put them both at inside linebacker, slot corner. That's not how Vance talks, but you know what right. I'm getting at. And then I'm going to go do a lap, a lap around the block with my right. assistant coaches to just kind of right. talk about he, where we're going to be coaching next year. He probably um, somebody's probably shows Vance Joseph their new Porsche, and he's like, "Oh, that's great. It probably drives in this parking lot. Great." Like, oh no, I take it out on the on the I-10. Like, why would you do that? Why would you want to use it to the why would you want to maximize its ability? That's crazy. Uh B's in the chat. Wonder what JG thinks of Marco has all the tools to be a top flight corner in this league. I think I don't know this definitively. I think it's going really well. Um, and I, I know a lot of people are like, they saw a, a video of Michael Wilson like cooking Marco Wilson. Um, I would say I think that says more about the third round pick out of Stanford. I think Marco's had a pretty solid camp, Bo. You might be able to attest to this. And like, he's their number one corner for better or worse. So I don't know. He's got all the athletic ability you want. I would, I'll defend it to the end of the earth that like, had he not thrown a shoe, he's a top two to three draft pick. Um, and I also think when Garrett Williams comes back, which I, I think is going to be sooner rather than later, it's a really athletic duo that you have. And then you mix in Jalen when he comes down to play slot corner. The secondary is the strength of this team, the back seven. If we can, can we just get to third down? Because I think if we can get to third down, I don't care what the down and distance is. And you're asking some of these garbage quarterbacks that the Cardinals are going to face early to throw. Like, can we get Sam Howell to, to have 30 attempts week one? If that's the case, the Cardinals are winning that game. 
Can I get Daniel Jones and his and his turnover happy ways going 30, 35 attempts in week two at home? Because Marco Wilson, Buda Baker, Isaiah Simmons can all take the ball away, Jalen Thompson. So we just got to get to third down. But I, long story short, I think he likes Marco. Yeah, I mean, as, as long as Ron Rivera doesn't run the ball 45 to 50 he times might. and just gash the, this defense up front and, you know, gets maybe a little either bored or or silly with his play calling. Uh, who is it? Uh, Eric Bieniemy there. Like, if they maybe hoist the ball up, I mean, there's going to be opportunity for this defense to make game-changing play and help out help out uh, things up front and help out their offense. So we're a long way from that, though. Uh, uh, I love the I'll... comments. The chat might be uh, in midseason form right now. They're crushing it right now. Um, as far as the <laughs> VJ homecoming, uh, as far as our friends over at DVR, DNVR, I wonder how, how they're – they, do you think they're having to get in the spin zone when they're talking about their new defensive coordinator on their coaching I think they staff? think that Sean Payton, and t- to their defense, I would think this way too, is the magic elixir. It's not going to matter because uh, no. Dennis Allen was pretty bad when he joined Sean Payton in New Orleans and they made that work. But again, there's no Drew Brees, right? There's no Michael Thomas. There's no Alvin Kamara. We'll see how that works. But I I, I just, I feel like the, they could move on from Vance after this year if they wanted to. Like Sean will not double down, triple down on mistakes. And Dennis Allen might be available to, to join him in, in Denver yeah. next year. So I don't know, man. Like Vance was steady enough when the defense was stacked and loaded. But man, just you could never ask him to elevate young talent. And that's the biggest indictment. And that's not, they're not doing that in Denver. Like they're trying to go all in because they know Russ's arm's about to fall off. So they got to make the most of the, this next two to three year window. So, you know, they're going to, yeah. they're probably going to pump it full of the Ben Neemans of the world and just ask Vance Joseph to keep it steady. Don't give up 40 points a game. Right. It's, we, we know all about that. You know, quarterbacks with their arms about to fall off. We know we all too well about that currently. Yeah. Uh, but the, the cornerback situation, I, I don't necessarily disagree with free matter for the blind. I, I mean, I think it is a big season for, Marco Wilson and, and all the good things we said. I mean, the pressure is on. And I, and I think if he can be successful as, as CB1 and kind of parlay the end of his 2022 season where he was really solid the last three to five games uh, into a solid season this year, I think that he becomes an extension candidate going into his fourth and final year of his, of his rookie deal. Um, and then like Garrett Williams returning at some point. I mean, we talk about BJ Ujolari coming off the pup, you know, could, could Garrett Williams be a candidate, you know, coming off the non-football injury list? He's on the NFI. It's the same as the pup, but his injury it happened in college where BJ's happened while he was a member of the Arizona Cardinals organization. Um, it, if, if he comes back, I think it changes the perception of that room immediately. I, I agree with that. Uh, I also agree with this. Michael Wilson, a.k.a. Michael Thomas. You'd be you'd be nuts not to watch him and say there, there's something there. We're gonna talk about outrunner. He's not yeah. just a slot king. He's not yeah. just a slot boy. He's a big boy. We're gonna talk <laughs> about him in a second. How he maybe compares to some other notable Arizona Cardinal rookie wide receivers. I'm gonna tell you what's notable for me. My physique, your boy's bod, mm. after some factor meals. Because okay. right now I am on my third order of factor meals. The premier food delivery service because you know venerable household we got a lot of things going on i got two kids my wife's got her hands full and it's like i don't have time to chop up a bunch of food i'm sure it's going to be great and eat it in about 45 minutes to an hour i need something plug and play right i need isaiah simmons at free safety plug and play seven minutes in the oven right now factor meals in the meantime pop in a chocolate shake mango shake whatever you want to do do it with factor meals there are a lot of food services out there can get overwhelming. I'm going to tell you right now, I've tried a bunch of them. This is the best meal service you will ever have. Factor, head to factormeals.com. You want to insert the show code. I'm going to tell it to you. PHNX Cardinals 50, all one word. Use that show code 50% off your first order. That's PHNX Cardinals 50 at Factor Meals. They've got meals. They've got breakfast. They've got snacks, substitutes, whatever you want to do. You could spend hours on there. You're not going to spend hours making your food because it's ready to go, comes frozen. You put it in almost kind of like your traditional, like microwave dinner Right, comes out. It's like premier food that you will not be sorry that you ate it. You're going to be sorry when your pants are falling off because you're going to be feel so good about yourself. Again, that's factormeals.com promo code PHNX cards 50. 
I love it. You guys will love it. I promise you that. I'm gonna, I, I was going to say something, but I, you never know who you're going to have a, a <laughs> you're going to push products for, but you know, that's a premium quality meal service, obviously not at a premium quality price. So are Shady Rays, shadyrays.com. Take advantage of the number one deal of the season. The summer season as it continues as the sun is still high in the sky and just uh, bearing down on you here in the desert. Make sure to use the promo code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of premium polarized shades from our friends over at Shady Rays. Protect those eyes and look cool while doing it. Look at their full product line, ShadyRays.com. You can even check them out for yourself in person at the store up north in North Scottsdale in the Kierland Commons area. They've got a Shady Rays store where they've got their all their products on full display. Check out that brand new location and go online and use that promo code PHNX exclusive for our listeners to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars. The perfect five-star rating, not just by Johnny, not by myself, not just by producer Emma, but by 250,000 people. It's unreal. ShadyRays.com, code PHNX. Be smart, order Shady Rays. Don't be dumb and be this guy on Twitter. Oh, don't talk up Michael Wilson. It's early. Oh, no. Cardinals have <laughs> other options. I've heard that so much on Twitter. I get it, guys. Training camp high. Oh, he's a third stringer. Give it time. You can't anoint him already. I'm sorry. Are you at practice? you be doing the typing. <laughs> Red and white scrimmage. Two touchdowns with the first starting team. I can't be excited about that. Right. Okay, so Michael Wilson was a third-round pick. He was hurt at Stanford. I didn't love the pick, but then you talk to everybody at the Senior Bowl, and he dominated every defensive back there. And what has he done since he's joined the Arizona Cardinals, Bo Brock? He's been productive. He's just been making plays yeah. day after day. He's got the Greg Dort syndrome, which is the best case to have, right? You're out there, and you're just making play after play after play, whether it's training camp, whether it's just a, a low-tempo practice, whether it's – you know, scrimmage, or if it's a preseason game or regular season game, call your name, call your number, go out there, make plays. He's going to be a starter week one. He's going to play 70% of the snaps. Like, you think Gannon and Austin Ford and Drew Petsing would play him this entire offseason, say you're going to be with the first team, even though Hollywood's in and out, we like Zach Pascal, and then to abruptly pull him? that We just went over this. This is not Vance Joseph. He's going to play a lot. Now, he's got to stay healthy. Right, man. The the best bite I heard today, with all due respect to Isaiah Simmons, is from Jonathan Gannon talking about to your question, Bo, as it relates to can he can he go against a certain defensive back for the Denver Broncos, Bo? Bro. Yeah, I wish I had a higher quality video. You can see it on our on our Twitter account, right? But my audio was kind of a little gnarly on it. So, but I'll just quote JG as I asked him. You know what what else do you need to see from? A guy in Michael Wilson who seemed to prove who's kind of proven himself every step along the way. And he said needs to prove that he can get open against Patrick Sertain. How many guys can do that? Maybe like five in the NFL. Uh I every time I look up, he's scoring touchdowns. He got so many targets. I put a, a tweet out. He was leading the team in targets, and people ran with that and they thought I was saying he's gonna lead the team in targets this year. He fucking might. I don't know. Let's <laughs> let's wait until December and January. In the meantime, I want to do a litmus test because I think he's earned it with the offseason that he has. And I know he's going to be playing a preseason game this Friday and he's going to dominate. But in comparison to some notable Arizona Cardinal rookie wide receivers, let's see where we can place this phenom out of Stanford. Producer Emma put together this graphic. It's fantastic. Notable rookie Arizona Cardinal wide receiver seasons. It's great, but it's sad at the same time because if you don't look at this, there are a hell of a lot of busts out there like Andy Isabella. But, I mean, you look at this landscape. Quan, Q, Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Floyd, John Brown, Christian Kirk. If you had to put it – I'm going to put Bo Brock on the spot right now. Where does Michael Wilson fall this year? Where, where in the litmus test of statistics and touchdowns are we getting from number 14 in 2023? I think he's going to land in the John Brown, Christian Kirk category. I think that he's okay. going – You know, I, I don't think that that's an unfair. I don't think that that's sleeping on the young man out of Stanford. But, you know, there, there still is – you know, a hierarchy. There still is go going to be players that are going to be favored and, and, and targeted. And, you know, when Hollywood Brown gets out there and when Zach Ertz returns, Trey McBride gets fully healthy and he's greenlit to make plays for this team. 
Uh, it's it's there's a there's a lot of playmakers out there, and and I think that what John Brown, what Christian Kirk were able to do in their first season as rookies is they were able they had an affinity to make big plays, and they made big plays because defenses were sleeping on the talent that was running routes against them. And I think you know if if he's anything close to what Smoke did uh, for Bruce Arians in 2014, I think that the fan base is going to be happy and content with that. This is not a knock. I'm not knocking him saying, no, I don't think so. You know, he can get close to 50 catches, close to 700 yards receiving in, in five touchdowns. I don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility. I think any Cardinal fan would sign up for that after, especially after they draft him. It's like, where does he fit in? Yeah. D hop. Now it's just like, how soon does he annoyed himself as maybe not, maybe not the number one receiver. Cause Hollywood's still Hollywood, but like the second option in the passing game. Uh, and he's got to stay healthy, but I mean, he's a third round pick. He's one of the last picks of the third round and he's out there and you would never know it. You look at the kid, it looks like he's been in the NFL for five seasons. So I'll, right. I, I'm right there with you. I think, can we find a sweet spot of five touchdowns, five plus touchdowns, which I think he'll hit. And then I'm not too worried about the catches so much. So like over 600, 650 yards, it's a really nice season because, you know, Christian Kirk, what's, what was frustrating about him is he would kind of hit a crescendo and then that would be it, right? He had a ceiling. He would, He'd hit like 600 yards, like three fourths of the season in, and then that was it. He would disappear. Right. So I like Christian Kirk's numbers that you saw there as a rookie season, very similar to his numbers, like each of the next two seasons with the Cardinals. Now then they finally moved him to the slot, and that's what he's played in Jacksonville, and he, he finally you know hits the century mark this year with a thousand yards. But I I think he's going to be given so many opportunities, whether it's with Colt or Kyler, assuming he can stay healthy. I just don't know how he how he doesn't get there. Especially with 17 games this season, if he plays, let's say hypothetically, he plays 15 out of 17 games this year, he's hitting six, 700 yards. With what I've seen from him, Zach Pascal, I think, will probably, if he starts over him week one, will find his way back to a backup, special teamer, mix and match. And by the way, Bo Brock, like, there are going to be games, I think, that Hollywood Brown is going to miss with, with his injury concerns that he's had. So it's like... Zach Pascal, Michael Wilson might be your starting receivers on the outside on certain weeks of the season, especially with how they want to run the football. When they want to run the football, Michael Wilson's in there. And 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 you're telling me he's not going to play a ton? It just that that drives me nuts because at the end of the day it's like you're going to get opportunities when you're on the field. The only way you don't get opportunities is when you're not on the field and when you're injured and if he avoids that, I mean the sky's the limit. So fired up and happy for this young man. Yeah, Michael Wilson even made his way into the discussion unprompted from Isaiah Simmons today. I mean, because he made a good play in knocking an interception out of Simmons' hands uh, that was in the end zone from Colt McCoy in the red-white scrimmage. He, he, he just went out and said, you know, Michael Wilson actually made a really good play on that ball to make sure he didn't come down with it. And, I mean, yeah. it, it, you talk about a team, coaching staff that's preaching the details, you got a rookie that's able to save you uh, from, from a turnover um in, in a big situation and you know that's that's just as important as making the plays as far as moving the chains and of course scoring two touchdowns like he did on on saturday so you know michael wilson i know the hype train is it's probably off the rails at this point but yeah look, that's fine. I, I think you should i think you should embrace it if if there's a humbling moment on friday night if if he gets if he gets shut out then we'll we'll re we'll we'll come back to it right and say hey is this something that that we might have, that that we were too far, getting too far ahead of ourselves. I I just don't I don't think so. I I really well, don't. Think about the context of what Gannon said today. Like Michael Wilson is not going to be playing in the second half of this game. At least I don't think so. Where is Michael Wilson playing with the starters against Patrick Sertain on Friday night? That's the plan. So whether or not he can get open, I'm not going to say is irrelevant. But like they're telling you everything you need to know about this kid by where they're putting him out there on Friday night. Like, sure, he could mix and match. Hollywood may not play. It's like, I'm going to turn on your TV, and it's like, number 14 is out there with Colt McCoy and the ones and Paris Johnson. There's DJ Humphreys, and there's the third-round pick. I just, how many more periods of time, weeks go by, practice go by? It's just like, hey, you know what? Michael Wilson's with the first team. I don't know, the last three months, maybe he's going to be pretty good this year. And I, I, a lot of it could be a byproduct of, and I said this to Bo on Saturday, it's like, well, the Cardinals may not be very good. I don't care about that. Like, Michael Wilson is going to get his. If he's healthy, I don't care who the quarterback is because I think his game translates Bo really well to quarterbacks like Colt McCoy because he gets separation and he will dominate the intermediate part of the field. What have the Cardinals been missing the last couple of years since Fitz retired? 
It's like Hollywood Brown can take the top off the defense. Let's get small and get, get guys who can run 4-2. What about big physical wide receivers yeah. that can get 10 to 15 yards downfield that, that can keep the chains moving, right? That's what you tried to have with A.J. Green till he fell off a, a, a cliff last year. But I, I think he is going to be the perfect kind of player to get he, a bunch of targets in Was he even on the cliff offense. to start the season? I don't even think he was. I mean, I think he, he was he was already. No, the, I mean, they re-signed him, yeah. and he just wasn't, he right. wasn't what he was the year before. Yeah, and, you know, Michael Wilson, and you can you can compare him all you want, but, like, I think Drew Petzing envisions at the end of the day Michael Wilson playing the Amari Cooper role that Cooper played last year in the Cleveland Giddy offense. Giddy you know, and, and that's right now occupied by Hollywood Brown. And Hollywood Brown's going to make plays in an important season for his career in a contract season. But, you know, who who at the like three, four or five years down the road is, is going to be, you know, a, 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 the vocal point in the passing game? Who's got the better opportunity to do it? It's a, it's a good debate, right? I don't want to just completely uh, not give Hollywood Brown, you know, the flowers there. But like, I think Michael Wilson, because of his size, like the si- size was a big part of, of what Cleveland wanted to do in the, in the passing game at the wide receiver spot. It was the spot. entire part. And Wilson has that. He possesses that. And I think Awesome Fort, Petsing, Gannon all share that vision. Just, I just feel like we're going to be sitting here this time next year and you're going to have a certain receiver from Ohio State playing outside. And on the oh, other Lord. side, it's going to be Michael Wilson. And then it's going to be Greg Dorch in the slot. And it's going to be championship time. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, championship level convenience is circle k bo brock you want championship level premium gas at not a premium price we're so excited to partner with our friends at circle k check out your local circle k best coffee beer snack selection in the valley i hit up circle k the other night saw Lindsay as i was pumping my gas fantastic to see pa oh yeah you didn't see me i I didn't i haven't seen you yet i'll never get on it it's it's never happening stiff arming my guy bo brock yeah stabbed in the heart Lindsay does a great job. Check her out. Check out the entire crew uh, on display while you're pumping gas. Makes things go much easier. But I, I, I go to Circle K. I don't want to leave because I can get by Powerade at four dollars for five dollars. Excuse me, at four for five dollars, and I can be entered to be one of ten finalists to win a 2023 Ford Big Ben Bronco SUV. Right? I can barely climb into Bo's truck when we go to practice, so I don't know how I get into the Big Ben Bronco. But I'm excited about it, and I'm excited that all of you aren't going to miss out by texting PHNX to 31310 to join the exclusive SMS subscriber club. Get a buy one, get one free. 32-ounce Polar Pop. It's still a million degrees here. You need to hydrate. Do it with our friends at Circle K. You will not be sorry. No, you're not going to be sorry if you check out our friends over at the Spaghetti Shack who provided with some delicious spaghetti. I mean, just make what you know and they know spaghetti better than anybody they crush it spaghetti meatballs garlic bread who doesn't like that those are just staples of anybody's uh diet you got to check it out the quality affordable food it's quick it's in you'll you won't be sitting there long you won't spend any time waiting around for your food spaghetti shack it's delicious and they've got some op- options as far as if you live in tempe if you live in queen creek Take advantage of those locations. They're unbelievable. Spaghetti Shack is celebrating their new ASU location. If you're there, uh, obviously, you've got to fear the fork, and you got to use your fork when you're at Spaghetti Shack. Grand opening's going down on August 19th. That's going to be the day of the Cardinals-Chiefs game. Get in, get some spaghetti. You got the meatball. You got the garlic bread for $3.99. What are they doing? They're giving it away. It's only valid on grand opening day on August 19th. Check it out. First 200 people in the place order that day will get free meatballs for a year, 365 days uh, that you will have free meatballs at your disposal whenever you purchase a size spaghetti. Uh, check them out. 922 East Apache Boulevard in Tempe. That's 922 East Apache Boulevard in Tempe. Get in there on August 19th for their new ASU location. It's unreal. Throw that garlic bread in my face and let me just devour it. Uh, I'm going to devour these super chats, super stickers. Greg, just saying what's up, $1.99. Thank you so much, Greg. We appreciate the support. How about this, Greg? Put it on a T-shirt, Dorch the Torch. I absolutely love it. $2 super chat. Listen, he's always open. I don't know how he does it. We asked him that in the post-game, you know, red and white scrimmage. I think at the end of the day, he's just, he's a very determined young man. And we were determined to work with him for this t-shirt right now. One more time, if you missed it at the top of the show, the new release, the premier release at the PHNX Merchandise Locker, Greg Dorch, baby. The signature shirt, the character shirt, 
vibes of the dream team. I look at that and I think dream team. Could it be a dream team season for Greg Dorch? Bo, I say yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see in the comments asking, are we not going to go after We're not going to debate Toon versus McCoy. Not today. There's only one quarterback we talk about today because it's his birthday. Our, our, it's Kyler Murray's B-Day. What do we think as the as the man turns 26? And he doesn't get a gift for himself. He goes out and gets his dad a G-Wagon, Johnny. I mean, what do we... Th- I, I thought I'm glad Kyler everybody was with that call. I'm surprised he took time away from Call of Duty to take care of his dad. You got him a... Yeah. I didn't know what that car was, and everybody's what? like, "What? Dude, come on, man! You know what? Did you, what were you just about to call it? I G wagon, right? Okay, I thought you were gonna say a G ride. No, I thought. I mean, I I, pro- I could have called it that before people <laughs> told me what that was. It's like I'm a, if I if I could afford a new van, I'd buy a new van. You know, I got an eight year old and a three year old, man. I good for Kyler. Look, good for, I, I mean, think a G wagon like, could accommodate so, your family. It's a it's a nice SUV. How much do those run? Mr. Car, Mr. Truck Man. It's it's six figures. It's I don't think they start less than 150. That was correct, but you can also write them off on your taxes Can't. because they're over um I think it's six uh it's six something. I don't know the exact weight, but if a, a wagon or a car is over that, you can write it off on your taxes. Right. It becomes a it, it classifies as a certain vehicle. Um so Arizona Ammo, Kyler needs to save money. By the way, Emma's going to go to prison because of that. She's going to do it wrong, and the IRS is going to come for her. (laughs) Don't get buried with your money. (laughs) Give it to your family. That's what I would do. If I was rolling in $45 million a year guaranteed, you bet your ass I'd be buying my dad a a G-Wagon, or he'd probably, you know, maybe a nice, you know, station wagon. He had a green station wagon when I was growing up. Maybe we we do a throwback to that. As we sit here on Kyler Murray's birthday, the importance of his 26th year here. On 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 Earth, week one. No, no, don't do that to the people. No, seriously, what's is is this the most pivotal year of his life this year? There's a lot to be proved. I don't think so. I think it. I think it. Depending on how this year finishes, it could be next year. But I think I think he's playing with house money right now because I think everybody's written him off. National media, take a drink. We said it, and I I think some Cardinal fans. So I, I think he's got nothing to to prove to other than to himself like i can go out here and i can still be a top five to seven quarterback in the nfl and i think he's going to do that because i think we're going to see him in september i think we're going to see him in september and and he's and he's going to put this team back on the map just like he did in 2019 so i i I have no doubt about that i you know somebody put in the chat earlier just you know in good fun we can't use our our picks on a defensive tackle next year it's got to be used on caleb williams and marvin harrison jr not if kyler murray has anything to say about it if they're, they're going to take a certain USC quarterback, he he is a freight train from hell and a man on a mission right now. And he, if you if you believe his his boy uh, Hollywood Brown, comeback season is going to be historic. I don't doubt him. Why would you doubt him? I don't. Yeah, I mean, you've got fantasy ES, ESPN fantasy having him as a do not draft. Con- consider the source. Who was that? I mean, who's the, who's the writer of that? It wasn't Field Yates, was it? The same people that are coming after me over Michael Wilson. Those are the same people that put Kyler Murray do not on the do not draft list. <laughs> do your impression again. How's it go? <laughs> Somebody is like Johnny going after the fans. No, that's just like my all encompassing, like the hater right. voice. Yeah, no draft <laughs> Kyler Murray. I'm gonna tell you right now, we're having our fantasy football draft at Casa de Venerable. <laughs> Kyler Murray will be on my team. Oh, yeah. So I'm not gonna tell you when I'm gonna draft him because I don't want you to snake him from me. But he okay. Day one's got to be on on your boys' team. That's the rule. Oh, is it okay? Mm-hmm. Are you taking Cam Akers in the first round again? Don't talk to me. Uh, <laughs> everybody else can talk to me and talk to everybody. Subscribe to PHNX Cardinals wherever you get your podcast. Freaking loaded Monday show. The Absolutely best loaded. T-shirt we've ever had. The merchandise locker is available for you right now. Go get it. Go get your diehard membership. Let's party tomorrow, Bo Brock. Johnny Venerable in studio post practice. Let's see if they hit some people tomorrow, Bull Brock. I'm sure they will. Low tempo today, high tempo tomorrow. We're going to hear from the uh, the defensive coordinator, Nick Rollis. We're going to hear from the offensive coordinator, Drew Petzing, and then maybe some players. And we're going to have some sights and some sounds. Second to last day of training camp, cards break camp on Wednesday before the preseason. Then they move their operations to the Tempe facility. Uh, it's been an unbelievable training camp. We'll officially wrap things up on Wednesday. 
But uh, in the meantime, have a great rest of your Monday. Go to the uh, phnxlocker.com. Buy that Greg Dorch t-shirt. Buy it for yourself. Buy it for all your family and friends. You'll be a better family friend member for it. And uh, yeah, also get that burger until you die as well. Have a great rest of your money. We'll talk to you on Tuesday.